Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. We're rolling, baby. Now I just gotta, you know, do the right thing. Are we live? Yeah, oh yeah, we're live. It's really quiet. Hey man, wanna go for a bike ride? Oh, it's just mono, so it's not playing all that intro stuff. Usually we'd have really bad voices over the top. That's why I said that. Yeah, we can, don't have any of the cheesy stuff in the background. Yeah. Wow, it's mono. Good thing this is being recorded, because that makes us sound even more professional, right? We're pretty amazing. We're not screwing around. Pat better start the show, right? Yup. Hey, my fitness is so lame, I can't even classify myself as... Pack Filler! Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. And we are in... I guess... Is this the studio? This is, it. this is it. This is it for now. For those of you watching live on the uh, webcast, I apologize for the light in the background. It's just my studio lights are so stinking hot, we almost melt. Last time it we was saved bad. those for guests. Yeah. <laughs> Last time it was so bad. It was just oh my god. It was not an enjoyable hour plus sitting under those things so we'll figure it out I'll, I'll get things going as we get going but um you know i do want to say of course thanks to our sponsors thanks to the suffer fest uh dave mcquillan though with those guys i think they're doing some serious winter riding now Ooh. Ala- uh, not alaska uh, 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 australia because you know strike. the weather's the opposite of us so they're going into spring now then wouldn't it be and the water flows backwards i don't i don't know i think you're correct because spring would be fall for us Okay. It's the opposite, right? Yeah, so, I'm going with it. That's so, what I'm sticking with. <laughs> Excuse me. So they're going to go into the summer in December. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. All well, right. and so they're doing Sufferfest videos is what I'm saying. Right now, yeah. they're probably and they're probably just starting to sport onto the rides. Yeah. My understanding is, and I'd love for Australian listenership to chime in on this, that there's not a lot of snow necessarily down at, at, like along the coast. Sea level? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. like anywhere, really. Yeah. But 
there is a fair bit in the mountains. I mean, like, there's a good skiing. Yeah. There's, and I know New Zealand has fabulous skiing right now. I would hope, yeah, I'd hope so. I, you know, I haven't, I have some friends who live in New Zealand. Um, I haven't been down to see them, but uh, yeah, that, I mean, some of the skiing is legendary. Well, do you remember Shane Lebsack? Yeah. Yeah, well, he used to go down to New Zealand. Oh, to ski? Yeah. Just I mean, he was actually a fabulous skier. I mean, a pretty amazing skier in his day, and that's why he ended up as a Rousey rep and oh, wow. all that other stuff. And I, I think, you know, he might have been right behind you in school, I think. Shane? Shane Lebsack. See, now we're just reminiscing, and we, you, that's the sound of listeners going away, yeah, too, probably. Yeah. Do you hear crickets? <laughs> I hear crickets. Yeah, exactly. Hey, um, I, I also want to comment a little bit on the, the live show we did, our last show, which was two weeks ago, which is kind of a long time for us. We were doing shows so regularly there. Um, two weeks ago, I wanted to say, first of all, thanks to John Schneider, Spokane Huge City Council. thanks. That was a lot of fun, and also thanks to the Lantern Tavern. I oh. Mean, that was huge thanks <laughs> it was it was fun to get out there and actually have people reacting to us even if sometimes it was a flip of the bird or something like that but uh we had some good people out there it was kind of fun and that was, that was a, one of my favorite shows that, that was great absolutely i agree and i'd love to do more like that and hopefully we'll be able to see some growth in that realm i mean i, I know that hopefully the lantern people will have us back and there's some other venues maybe around town that we could I, I spoke with. to my brother tonight, and actually he said he started listening to the podcast, and he's not a cyclist. Oh. And uh, he started listening to the podcast, and he said, yeah, I heard about that. It was mostly about street construction, but it was pretty interesting. <laughs> and Because uh, he's, a, he's a designer and an engineer, and he, he said, oh, yeah, was actually, that was one of your best shows. Oh, wow. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, we are, we, for those of you who didn't like the street construction, we're, we're kind of sorry. Yeah, changing the theme of the show, apparently, to uh, street construction. But, but... Kudos to John Schneider for absolutely. Is it Schneider or Schneider? It's Schneider. S N Y D E R. That's what I thought. Yep. I was trying to remember his campaign. I'm gonna these. Bless you. Oh, I didn't. Okay, if you need to again, I mean, I can okay. totally vamp. Thanks for covering the show but for me. John there. Schneider. Yeah, it is. I, I was trying to remember what it looks like because he writes the editorial on yeah. the, the first page of Out There magazine. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Which I think he owes us a little publication spread there. Oh well, yeah. John, when you're listening to the show, you know. Are we, do we have to give equal time now? I'm pretty sure that's what it is, isn't it? Do we have to give equal time, no, equal time to all of his competitors in the next election? Oh, God, I hope not. I would hope so. Come on board. Oh, yeah, come on. We'll we'll have everybody for city council. We might make fun of you mercilessly. I mean, if you really want to come on the show, we'll give you as long as you like. Yeah. how many potholes do we want to talk about? Oh, no, I don't want to talk about potholes. (laughs) I just want to talk about drinking and. Oh, okay. and, And. everything that they don't want to talk yeah. about because I love John Snyder. Yeah. Vote absolutely. for John. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, except for the people who like their big 40 ounces with really high alcohol content, I think he's probably going to get it again. Well, yeah. That's a whole issue. In yeah, I would say that the homeless don't vote like they used to. <laughs> they just don't get out. It's those mail-in votes. <laughs> it's those mail-in votes. Where do they sort. pick them up? General delivery. I mean, and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's tough. I mean, it is tough. And, and you know, and yeah, cardboard box at yeah. the end of the road, number four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, while we're getting and before we get into this real heavy content of the show, I do want to announce some uh, 
some friends of ours, Tri Freaks. Um, it's a group. It's a triathlon group here in in the lovely state of Washington. They have taken over a race that that Mark has announced in the past, that I have announced in the past, the Grand Columbian Triathlon. Oh, great race! And I want to plug those guys because they said uh, they have completely revamped the event. It is, it, oh, it's going crazy. It was a good event. It is, and and they've gone kind of back in time a little bit but in a good way um it is the 17th of this month of september 17th of september in grand coulee washington events included okay so i'm going to start at the technical quote unquote the bottom we have a half marathon wow we have a full marathon wow we have a duathlon Holy cow. We have an aqua bike, which is swim and bike. No way. We have an Olympic distance. Woo. We have a half iron. Oh, boy. And we have a full iron. What? They have brought back the whole thing. Wow. 6 a.m. to midnight again. So they, these guys are going for it. And uh, Tri Freaks took on this race. Crap, I think it was just last year. I think this is their first race, first year back doing the race. And um, they're they're saying you know we just want to they're not in this I, you know I I spoke to their the race director he says I'm not in this to make money if we can break even that's great what we want to do is we want to give back and we want to get back to what the Grand Coulee Grand Columbian Triathlon used to be a full iron try with every other event you can shake a stick at what what's the benefit to them for doing a full iron I it, sleep deprivation yeah I mean. That is a tough race to put oh, yeah. on. Oh, I, yeah. I do not envy them. Did you I mean, ever announce it when it was a full iron? I just did the half, and the half oh. was brutal. Yeah, I did it when it was a full iron, announced that, and going from 6 a.m. to midnight solo on a microphone. Um, if I, By the way, if you were there that year, and, <laughs> and if I screwed up your name or if I called your mother a whore or if I uh, dove out in front of you while you were trying to cross the line, I was so punch drunk by the time midnight rolled through. And, and it was brutal. That, yeah, just a half was brutal. I remember I did... What time do they start? They started the half pretty early, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's it's a it's a get up and go. Kind I was of thing. I was there, I think, by five thirty, and I don't think I left until six yeah. that night. Oh and, man, and that was six hours shy of what you had to do. Yeah, yeah. So and I don't know what their what their plan is in terms of the finish this year. Last year I announced it, and they had changed the finish because when they had the full iron, the runners actually got to run across the Grand Coulee Dam. Ooh. Oh yeah. Only I mean, and that was that was a big deal because oh, yeah. you know, you're gonna blow it up. Um, but uh, so they got to run across that, and we finished in downtown Grand Coulee, and then they changed that after they dropped the iron back to having the finish all the the same place, which is a cool kind of a mm-hmm. campground park. Beer burp. Oh, there we are. Again. And uh, and uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? And so I don't know if they're going to move it back. It should be interesting to see that. Um, that will be. Yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day when I was a high school senior, I think I rollerbladed across Grand Coulee Dam. You're kidding me. Wouldn't kid you about something so serious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to say you're kidding me about the fact that you rollerbladed across the dam. Yeah. Or that you rollerbladed. Uh, you know, I was, I'm giving you shit. I was into rollerblades. Yeah, too. I liked rollerblades. Yeah. I still like rollerblades. I would, I would, I would totally go downtown with my fanny pack and my rollerblades. If <laughs> Your I could. Daisy Dukes, my Daisy Dukes, and my <laughs> fanny pack. And I would make that happen. I would give money to videotape that coming soon to Backfiller.com. <laughs> Mark Hodgson and his Daisy Dukes. 
please don't do this <laughs> with his with his full-on <laughs> broadcast headphones on just to give that full 1970s feel or 80s and feel. and a walkman like a cassette walk yes oh yeah oh my god we could play that dire straits song roller girl in the background dude i've got auto reverse <laughs> For those of you who know what auto reverse is, God yeah. bless. You. It was the bomb, man. You could do that. You would never have to take the tape out. Never. I could listen to out. both sides of heart. Yeah, I could. I the one thing is, is like because I would, I would wear my Walkman while riding, and I could reach back and flip a tape. Oh yeah, I got awesome at that. Yeah. The death marches in training days when you'd have a four, five, six hour ride, I my jersey be more more full of cassettes than it would be food. Oh yeah. The worst had to be though if it ever ate the cassette. You ever have that happen? No, I did. Yeah, I, I bought quality. I bought Sony. Um, yeah. Actually, no, I didn't. I bought a couple really. Crappy I bought the ones. really crappy ones because I figured they're getting wet anyway. Yeah, I, I just bought. They were fifteen dollar GE, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I bought the fifteen dollar GE ones, and then one year I went to go known buy for them. their high fidelity quality <laughs> sound systems. I didn't care. <laughs> Oh, no, I was the same way. Now, headphones, did you have the buds or did you try to figure out a way to get the I head? had the buds. Yeah. I, I even, and you know, and though it's illegal and we don't recommend this, um, if I were to ride today, I would consider wearing your buds. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I wear the marshmallows, actually. See? Or the, you know, it's a really great, my wife marshmallows. got me these. What the hell are you just talking JVC, about? JVC. They're JVC marshmallows. Oh, I just wear the iPod phones. I don't like the iPods. They fall out of my ears. Yeah, I get a lot of that that they yeah. do fall out. By the uh, by the marshmallows, they don't marshmallows. fall out. Really? And they're nice and soft. <laughs> and then uh, also there's another great one, earbuds. 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 These are good. This is actually It's a like a friend set, in your ears. Section. Well, it actually fits in. I mean, it's it's really soft and it it's awesome. Really? Um, yeah, earbuds are good. The problem with earbuds is they've got a little canal that goes right down into your ear. And I think you could actually get them too loud. Oh, yeah. Because it, it, there's the I like a little outside noise because I, I need to hear things coming up on me. Especially if you're doing what you're not supposed to be doing and riding with headphones. Which I would never do unless I was actually on the road. No, um, absolutely. But yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've been known to ride with headphones. I have too. And you know, I... Um, and I, and I, I imagine that's illegal and politically incorrect. And Is it illegal? It. Um... I don't know. I think it used to be back in the day. I I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is is how could you put a like a limit on people rolling up their windows and cranking the stereo? I know it's illegal to drive with headphones on. I believe so. So it may be illegal to ride with headphones. It might be. But I've never might been be. pulled over. Um as the lawyer in the uh in the room you might want to work on that there, Bob Mionsky. I could probably look it up, but uh, I mean, realistically, no. I, I mean, I'll admit, um, I do occasionally take my. Well, I have an iPhone, so I always take it with me, and a lot of times I'll just pop in the headphones when I'm on, when I'm out in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. when I'm on this uh, trail, a Centennial Trail, or something like that, and I know that, you know, I'm I'm good to go. I I, I don't. Sure. I guess that's still probably stupid, and we shouldn't. Preach I don't that, think we can advocate it, but I mean, by no. the same token, I don't think we've ever been politically correct or anything so maybe other people do it too if you do chime in absolutely you know but yeah i mean watch i get run off the road next week because of my headphones yeah well it's worse than could have been worse could have another 40 thrown at your head 
Yeah, well, that was my own doing also. Good times, good times. Hey, for those of you who are uh, watching us live, if you are watching us live, I'm, I'm monitoring all over the place um, just to see what's going on. And um, <clears throat> we are on Facebook. If, you're not found, if you have not found our Facebook page yet, find it. Uh, Pack Filler Productions announcing slash entertainment. We will allow you to uh, to friend us and um, holy crap the uh, the downloads on iTunes still going awesome through the roof we're really? still yeah occasionally we'll we'll flip to the second page of the cycling because it's just somebody else will post post an episode but we're pretty consistent on that first page of cycling and I love the fact that we are the the first ranked explicit podcast on the cycling page really yeah first ranked shit yeah fucking a yeah isn't that awesome. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so that that's kind of fun, you know, that we're the only guys swearing. And um, I also want to ask every, all of our listeners to um, take ten seconds out of your day and review us on iTunes because you know what? I am really ticked. What I'm ticked about the top ranked cycling based podcasts. I'm not saying we're the best. Okay, I'm not going to tote my ego and. You know, we're the best when everybody else says we're the best. Absolutely, but I, I, I have to admit there are some top-ranked podcasts. I'm not going to name any names that blow. Yeah, and and if you're listening to our podcast and you've listened to a top-ranked podcast, then you know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's just, there's no emotion, there's no nothing. You know, yeah, they're going to tell you the race results, which you already know from looking on Cycle News or Velo News or any of those sites. Here's a here's a great little site for you. It's called Google. Yeah, I mean, so why, uh, my God, a podcast is not something that's an immediate form of information. If you are listening to this podcast for the latest and greatest in cycling news, you're not going to go get it. somewhere else. Yeah, you're not going to get it. We're going to talk about the lifestyle. We're going to talk about farts. We're going to talk about crashes. We're going to talk about the beer we're drinking, which is a Sierra Ooh. Nevada, by the way. I haven't had a Sierra Nevada in a long time. The pale it's ale nice. is a good one for it's Sierra good, Nevada. It's Definitely. a classic, yeah. And um, so if you're looking for, you know, man, I just, I don't understand. I listen to a lot of shows. I'm the techie geek, if you haven't figured it out. In the pack filler duo, absolutely. And uh, I, I do, I, I listen to a lot, and I, you know, it just kind of, man. So I don't want to spend my whole time back. Well, there's out there, but let's let's just call a spade a spade too. And there's history there. I mean, these people have been doing podcasts, and oh yeah, they have 181 like, episodes, and we have 31 episodes. We're working on it, but yeah. uh, but I mean, you you give them credit where credit is due, and. And they put the time in, and people do listen to them. Do I have to give them credit where credit is I due? think so, because we'd like the same credit. I don't know what the credit is. I don't know how many. I mean, you know, we've got 31 episodes. We're on the first page. Yeah. That's pretty good. So there we go. There, we go. there are a couple good ones out there, you know, that uh, that aren't as highly ranked as they should be. And I think they deserve some credit. But, you know, when, yeah, maybe we'll talk to them on the air or something Ooh. like that. Get them going. Yeah. You know, do a little trade. I do have a lot of uh, of uh, big guests who I keep working on lining up. Uh, the great John Howard, historian, and, you know, one of the one of the greats in American cycling, has he and I have been kind of playing phone tag here, and hopefully we'll get him on the show, especially now that the U.S. Pro Cycling Challenge has ended. And did you catch a lot any of that, or no? Did, you didn't. Oh, no. It was like the Coors Classic has come back. Really. It was great. It was, you know, mind you, it's a week race. Okay. It's a, it's a one-week race. I don't know about what American Cycling's deal is, but why we coincide with the first week of major tours. Yeah. I don't know. What the fuck? It well. was, I have to admit, I was kind of going, okay, we got all the big names, though. 
The U.S. Pro Cycling Challenge, which, by the way, is Versus the, of Wealth? Yeah, which is, by the way, the worst named event I've ever heard in my entire life. The U.S. Pro Cycling Challenge. Why not the hell of the West? They, you know, they were nicknaming it that. Why not? They were nicknaming it that. I was thinking, Did you they know, have the Morgul Bismarck in it? No. Oh. No, it was it was epic though. It it was all through Colorado. They had some great climbs, a lot of stuff high up. Same towns, you know, Golden Durango, I think Durango, but a lot of those really high summit finishes. And um, the Schleck brothers are there. Uh, Jesus, every American cyclist with his weight in gold was there. How did Mister Leipheimer do? Leipheimer won the bad boy. Wow. Yeah. That's about his length of race. You, you know, know what? I'm starting to think that. You know, um, he, he is a badass. I mean, it's not that he can't win. No, I agree. Um, and I th- I was and to watch him, there oh. was one of the early stages, he just launched and it was great to Levi see. Levi Lightheimer launched? Yeah. Levi, the, the yeah. same guy who the re- we represent the lollipop. Yeah. Is the he lollipop the same guy that uh, I believe they took a restraining order out on him for stalking on the tour? <laughs> for sitting. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. He's always on my wheel. And then get so, him off! Get him off! And then suddenly, <laughs> right around in the Alps, he disappeared. <laughs> it's like an infection. What happened? I don't know. I, was, I don't know. The high was elevation. Bad for, he was bad for about two and a half weeks, and it just went away. <laughs> I thought it was going to be bad, but yeah. really, it wasn't. A couple times, I rode really close to the guardrail, and he he was gone for about twenty thirty minutes. But they <laughs> just came back, back like a bad rash. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, he's really like thrown down in the tour to Cal- tour of California, tour to California, tour of California. Yeah, I mean, and he's thrown down big, and he did that here, and it was pretty dang impressive to see him pull that off. So, I mean, it was a good ride, and you know, Christian Vandeveld was second, eleven seconds back. It came down that close. Georgie, won, George Hincapie won a stage, uh, was I think seventh overall. Um, uh, T.J. Van Garderen, well, I mean, third overall. George Hincapie, that's kind of his stomping grounds, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, I mean, George is uh, more uh, Midwest, uh, East. Yeah, know. but I mean, back in the day, I mean, he was always racing there when he was when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, you God, know. he grew up at the training center, more yeah. or less. I mean, you know, he and his brother, you know, yeah. so... Um, so, yeah, it was it was actually kind of a fun race to watch. I have to admit, with the Vuelta on... With the uh, U.S. Pro Cycling Challenge, by the way, God, why don't they just call it the the really big bike race with guys on two wheels pedaling as fast as they can bike race dot race. Or, yeah, I was just like, God, this is the dumbest. It started out as the Quiznos Challenge. Apparently, that might have fallen through. Well, yeah. Uh, Quiznos was still a sponsor. I still saw their name on the leader's jersey. They Maybe probably, they just got printing too early or something. But Maybe they said, not that much. Yeah, and uh, but there was um, there was one one of the jerseys, and I need to go to Colorado. I need a Colorado listener to chime in. Um, Smashburger, ooh, I, I, it it sounds like something that would happen if you you went through the drive through and accidentally sounds set something delicious. on your bag of food. But Smashburger, so apparently you know, ironically enough, that was one of the sponsors for the for the jersey. But hmm. it was great racing. It was fun to watch, and uh, the, having the big names there. Watching the Schleck, the Schleck brothers suffer in the in the high altitude was interesting. Ooh, is that higher than the Pyrenees? I think because yeah, the well, Pyrenees yeah. start, everything starts so low in France. Yeah, and then, and then goes, and yeah. then just goes straight up. Yeah. so it's a tougher climb. I think they're going to like six or seven thousand. This is a guess. I'm pulling this out of my ass. But um, I how high did how high did they go in uh, Colorado? Oh, they would be starting at eight. 
or nine. You know, I don't know the elevation of Golden. I could look up the elevation of Golden. Well, I remember starting in Casper, Wyoming, and we'd start at. Oh, six. that was high too. We'd yeah. start at six. Yeah, that was hard. That sucked. Um, so it was. It was fun. Yeah, mm. I mean, it was. Uh, I, I'm typing at the same time, so. Ooh, very good. The Golden Colorado well, elevation. It's oh, it starts at fifty six seventy five. So the the summit of Mount Spokane. Is that what it is? Uh, some of the Mount Spokane is a little below 56, I think. Okay. So, yeah, about oh. 5,000 miles. Strangely enough, the third Google uh, link after finding the elevation of Golden, Colorado, is uh, Colorado altitude sickness, dealing with altitude sickness. Oh. Maybe the Schleck should have looked that one up. They didn't do so well, though. No, uh, apparently not. Um, so, I mean, a fun race, and it was great to see. I hope it builds. I know a lot of the the people. I, I'm, I'm friends with some of the old Coors Classic people mm-hmm. on, on Facebook. And to see, they had a reunion. Really cool to see. Marianne Martin, uh, former, well, first female winner of the Tour de France, put this whole thing together. And they had all the old cyclists, all the great cyclists of the time. Everybody from Connie Carpenter and Davis Finney yeah, to... You know, Richard DeGarmo, who was a former uh, uh, USCF, UCI president, uh, you know, all the great names in the sport of the days. And they all met and did this whole thing. And I'm, I, I've been talking to Marianne about coming on the show again. I don't want to tease future guests, but uh, Marianne, it'd be great to have her come on and talk about those those that reunion and those days and how they really got the band back together. Absolutely. It was wow. huge. So it was cool. So did they have... Uh so they have, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, what's his bucket? Um, the gold medalist. Uh, Alexi? Yeah, they have Alexi. Alexi, I don't know if Alexi attended or not. Now, what's up with Alexi? Because he was looking at getting at least back in to be pack filler and a pro peloton at the age of 50. Yes. Um, and I've been, you know, I, I don't want to drop names, but I have been talking boots. a little bit to Alexi. And Alexi, I doubt, is listening to the podcast right now because yeah. he didn't really know what a podcast was. At the time, understandable. Yeah, and um, and yeah, I don't think he had a phone. Yeah. at the time, he had boots. He had boots. He had cool boots. But um, I, you know, and I think a lot of the stuff that is happening with Alexi right now is the fact that, you know, maybe the truth rolled in a little bit. I don't know. I'd love to talk to him. Um, you know, he's he's. I'm on his page right now. You know, I see a lot of people asking him, hey, you still riding? You know, you still going to do something? Um, I think he's kind of disappeared a little bit. His website's gone down. Ooh. So I don't know. I mean, it, I thought it was a pretty cool concept for a guy to just say, oh, screw it. What the hell? Let's see if I can do it. I don't know. If- 50s, 50s tough. But, yeah. I mean, he looked pretty good in his... Yeah. Picture. I mean, you know, he looked a little grizzled. Once he know. got going, once he got going, he got fit and he got his new jerseys and yeah. things like that. You know, I just think returning to racing is is impressive enough. I mean, Alexi, you don't have to go and race the U.S. Pro Cycling Bike Race Challenge with the two wheels and pedals, but mm-hmm. you just come back. I think would have been kind of cool. What if you got into one pro race, or what if you got yeah. into what if you went to and won your national won the national championship for fifty and over? I mean, yeah, Masters do that. Go out and crank that out. Yeah, bust that out. And then, you know, I mean, certainly within his athletic ability to do so. He might be in Bend right now, which is the Masters Nats are happening right now. That I mean, could be it. I mean, that was my goal for the for 2011. So I, How'd uh, that work out? Here's to the uh, race. I just toasted my Sierra Nevada to Yay, the camera. Bend. Yeah, please don't look at my profile because it makes me look fatter. Yeah, I, yeah, I see my pictures and I'm, I'm unhappy. Yeah, it's like who swallowed Pat Bulger? Yeah. 
Yeah. Or Mark Hudson. Yeah. For that matter. So it was, um, I guess to, to sum up the U.S. Pro Cycling Challenge by Grace with Wheels was cool. It was it was fun to see. I paid more attention to it than I did to the Vuelta, which is still going on, however. Is, and that's a tour of Italy, correct? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the one that happens no, that's around the, the tour of California? That's the other one that, that, that oh, a U.S. race getting destroys. Usurped. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. But the Vuelta, that's somewhere in Europe. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, Vuelta a... Now, who won the Vuelta Espana. last year? Who oh, won the... Well, no, no, no. Nibali. Vincenzo Nibali? Okay. Well, um, you were trying to make... You were trying to stump me, weren't you? Well, no, what I'm saying is... Um, what I'm saying <laughs> is, is perhaps... Well, who won in 2010? I mean, because surely you'd know in 2010. Surely I would know in 2010. I always thought of the Vincenzo Vuelta. Nibali from he Leaky Gas. Yeah. Really? Yep. yep. Nibali won? Yep. It's impressive that you even know that. I have a computer in front of me. Yeah, but you knew that? Did you watch the I did. Last I, year? I did. I had, I actually, yes, I did. Uh, most people are sick of their three week tours. I'm still going strong. Just, I'm one of those guys, guys who likes to watch the bike race. They're really putting it right down to the rivet. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Um, Sorry, go, go. So I'm still watching it. I, I'm, I'm not watching it tonight because we're recording a show, and I have to admit um, I didn't watch it last night, but I do know who's in the lead. Who? Bradley Wiggins. Ooh. Yeah, who'd have thought? Bradley Wiggins, Team Sky, broke his collarbone on the tour, and um, he's doing it right now. So, I mean, things are looking good. Team Sky was a real powerhouse going in, though. We figured they'd be a they'd be a force. Oh, wait. No, no, they weren't. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than um, poor HTC, you know. At poor least poor HTC, they're done. Oh, well, this yeah, is it. but I mean, come on, it's just a sponsor issue. I mean, there's no team. I know, but they're gone. I mean, like they were that much fun to watch. Oh, look, there they go, and uh, it's Cavendish. A cunt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You that's know, true. I mean, it's awesome that they won the races and they did what they set out to do. They were very good at what they did. Yeah. End of story. Okay. You know. Wow, I didn't like watching them. No one else apparently did either. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it depends on the race, I think. Um, you know, they had some great classic performances. They had some great uh, shorter stage race back. Mick Rogers would, would win a lot of that stuff. So that was, you know, that was good. No, good riders. I mean, I don't mean to bag on the riders at all. I mean, no, I'm sure they're even, pissed at you. Even Mark Cavendish, who I, I know is a loyal listener to the show. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, We're big in the Isle of Man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they did it well. I mean, they literally would drop back, put Mark Cavendish just above the time cut. I mean, he. <laughs> I mean, they would. So I'm, I mean, I'm detecting a little bit of sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I got to say, the most impressive thing in the Vuelta so far, though, and it has nothing to do with the guys winning, mm -hmm. is my man Tom Bonin. Have you heard this story? No. I would bring it up online, but it is just, I'm afraid there might be a picture. Okay. All right. Tom Bonin's had a tough season. Let's say his season has been pretty much in the shithole. Okay. okay. It's, uh, you know, uh, hoping to win another Perry Roubaix. It didn't happen. Um, classics didn't go as well as he'd want. He comes into the tour, crashes out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. He's in the Vuelta. Sure. He's got a little bit of an infection. I guess it was an infection. It was something that caused a little bit of pain in his nether regions, okay? Bummer. Yeah. 
the area between the two, okay? We will call it what my old grandma used to call it, your taint, okay? Okay. For those of you who don't know what that is, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Although we are an explicit rated podcast, it's between your yeah, your you're, junk and your trunk. Okay. There you go. <laughs> The this this infection, said infection has become worse, especially with the heat of the Welta and especially with the friction, obviously, that a rider puts on said area. Tom Bonin now is a hole Ooh. in said area. Drop out. He's not. He's still riding. Why why wouldn't you drop out? I don't know. I Man, I'd be like, ah, you know, it's the Volta. Yeah, you he's win. still going. He was dead last in the time trial the other day. But you could win and still be the tree that fell in the forest. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, could you wealth win? to bash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could you win? I mean, you know, if you, that's a good question. It's a chicken chicken egg question. I mean, if you win the tour of Spain, does anybody know? Oh Jesus! Besides those, really? Important? I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, I I would say it's absolutely the third. Highest ranked three week tour of three, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I can't believe he's continuing on with this injury for what? Oh my god, it's it's got to be unbearable. And so I read about that this morning, and I went, "Holy crap! This guy deserves at least a little bit of a hey, man." But, I what mean, maybe doing? he's riding to stay on the team. I mean, maybe there's some pressure from somewhere we don't know about that's like, hey, Tom, uh, you want your contract. You better finish Tour of Spain. Oh, my God. They t- uh, there's rumors he's got second skin on it, and he's trying to just get his way through. And, oh, man. I just No, thanks. I, I did read a Twitter post, and I'm going to steal it from somebody. And I, they said, God, you know what? That's horrible. I get angry just when I have a tear in my sack at the grocery store. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you you even brought up the tour of Spain just for that joke. That's a you. I was you waiting it for it. You were waiting. No, for it I the wanted to talk time. about the tour of Spain. You, oh, give me a break! That's, I did. That's a groaner right there. That is a groaner. <laughs> I've just been informed by one of our loyal listeners that we are off the air. What? Yeah. Well, double check. Okay, okay, fill the show, Mark. Fill the show. Well, I mean, I'm looking because, well, what we have here is Tom Boonen first having a (laughs) hole in his nether regions. We've got the U.S. Pro Tour um, Classic, which is really the hell of the West. And I'm a little curious. Did they did they contact Kevin Costner prior (laughs) to actually holding this race? I mean, why don't we just call it what it is and say? This is a this is a, a shot back at the late '80s because that was an, in true form. I think some of the heydays of American cycling and American sponsorship of cycling. And Davy was a dumbbell. Maybe he was a dumbbell. I, I miss that movie. Yeah. Oh, I I own I'm that. one of the only ones. Do I own you? The movie. Oh yeah. Are you crazy? Of course I do. And in fact, I I think I told this it's so bad on it's one beautiful. of our other shows. I literally have a workout to American Flyers. I will go and you do a one-minute interval every time you hear Hell of the West. (laughs) And it is brutal. It is absolutely brutal. Because the announcer, I think, says it alone 50, 60 times. Well, you'll go in the first like half hour, 40 minutes of the movie, and you're like, ah, it's not bad. It's like three or four. (laughs) Um, But then you start going, well, you're just another statistic. Oh, no! 
Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. Here we are in the hell of the West, folks. You know, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> um, you know, all the way up to the end. All the way up. So, Did yeah. It's, really? Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, oh it's, it's about an hour, 40-minute workout with, uh, I would say, I think, 15, 20 intervals. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's hey, Dave. McQuillan, get rights to the uh, the <laughs> American Flyers. Dave McQuillan, though, I mean, I will say one thing: American Flyers is nothing compared to a Sufferfest. The Sufferfests are so structured. Oh God, it's brutal. It's not. It's it's it it is brutal. It is it, it is just intentionally an effort to. Yeah, everything is set up in the uh, um, downstairs for Sufferfest sessions. Are you this winter? Yeah, we're set to go. Oh my God, we're set here. Yeah. I have if I can't turn the camera, but we have uh, my torture device here in the corner, and we do have a new sponsor coming up. By the way, that, oh, who is uh, that? Um, I, I I think I'll talk about it once I get it all posted. But uh, something in regards to that entire process, sitting in in your basement and destroying yourself, that literally destroying yourself. Um, speaking of which, you know, and talking about Boonin's Boonin Bonin's industry injury. Injury. Wow, that was tough to say. Um, it riding through injuries. I I, I want to ask: Is there what is the worst? Have you ever had to do any of that crap? Not Have really. you ever ridden through injury? I I think riding's been such for me that there's never been a benefit to. Well, yes, I have. Um, I think with our year on Team Spokane when everybody was there. Excuse me. It, I totally I, uh, thought you just said urine. Not no, year in, no, year urine. In. When, With our urine, Team Spokane, yeah. we it all passed. It was all clean. Yeah, it was I good. Promise. No, I uh, I had that broken collarbone, and I raced on a broken collarbone. Did you? Yeah, by three weeks, I raced wow. on a broken collarbone. Um, that hurt. I don't think I've done any of that. But but to race on like a bad knee or a hole in your crotch doesn't oh. never made any sense to me. I mean, like if you've got a, a real injury that's been diagnosed. I actually think cycling is about the worst thing for it if cycling caused said injury. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? Because it's I've, so repetitive. I've done a marathon on a stress fracture, which I think... I've is, done that. Yeah, duh. I mean, I think if you're doing a marathon, you're probably on the verge of a stress fracture. Sure. Um, but that's about it. I mean, I've never done anything absolutely off the hook like that where it's just been, I must keep going. I must... I you know I got I got the Twilight series this week and I yeah. really got to win that five dollar ribbon. Oh, yeah, I need the eighty five cent preem. Um, yeah. What do you What are you actually benefiting from? And I I, I don't know. Maybe it's, that's with any sport. It's whether, a career thing. If you're probably. looking at running or cycling or even swimming for that matter, I think they really are similar sports in that respect. The repetition and the the impact once you've exceeded your limit on those ligaments or that that bone structure why would you push through because there is there there's one thing it's difference between hurting and being injured if you're injured then you need to find something else to do yeah there's otherwise it's just counterproductive yeah yeah you're you're that guy you know and um i guess that kind of wow it took a long time whoa it took a long time to kind of get to the actual topic of the show heaven forbid um in case our listeners didn't know. I um I I'm a little anal retentive and nuts about junior cycling. I'm mm -hmm. I'm a big whiner, I guess, when it comes to the state of junior cycling, especially in our region. I mean, I there might be teams outside of Spokane. There might be teams everywhere. Um, and I think there are some good grassroots programs that have been growing. And um, I've had constant 
requests from my profession. I also teach high school about starting a high school-based cycling team. And um, I'm not going to start a team. I'm going to start... I don't think I would. I'm going to start a club. Yeah. Yeah. A at? high school-based cycling club. The high school club. you teach at? Absolutely, yes. And um, one of the main reasons for it and I, I I'm, I'm just kind of scrolling down looking for for the what I had found recently I found an organization entitled Washington High School Cycling League there's an actual developed organized league for junior cyclists in the state of Washington want to know the bad part actually it's not bad well, the less than good part it's mountain biking only mountain biking um, which I'm fine with. I mean, I think I think I, I, I'm a mountain bike racer. I love mountain biking, but I also think that um, I would really like to see. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The growth of of a high school program well, it's funny, too, because like when we were in high school, nobody did it. And now all the yeah. people that were good athletes in high school are back are doing cycling. Yeah. So. So anyway, my 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 entire point of it is, is I guess that I am um, intending on getting up. We're long. We're lost alive again, didn't we? Yep. Oh, well, um, my uh, my intention is to get this going and to, and to create something like this. And um, and in doing that. Which will happen, and we'll talk about that throughout the show. I always thought about the concept of how to, what advice to give a cyclist coming in to the sport. We've had many years involved in the sport. We've been there, we've been good, we've been fast, we're now slow. But what, like a top 10 list of things you should do and things you shouldn't do in Becoming into the sport. Mine, I have a list of each. I have 10 of each. Mm-hmm. Most of them, I will admit, are superficial and childish. Okay. Well, I'll start with mine. Okay. I would say, number one, don't quit if you crash. Don't quit if you crash? Don't quit if you crash. Because it's not an if. It's a when. <laughs> I would say, I mean, that's, that's the biggest issue that I think we, we run into a lot of times with people is... is you know, the cycling's actually quite quite a painful sport, and it's painful not only from a physical exertion standpoint, it's also painful because when you hit the ground, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, I, I'm going to admit I have some really cheesy ones, okay? You ready for the first one? Should Go. we do should do or should not do? Okay, let's hear it. Should. Which one? Should, should do. Uh, should not. Okay, should not. 
Number one, should not. This happens to every new cyclist I know, especially the women. You should not wear underwear under your cycling shorts. Oh, yeah, it should not ever. I know that's cr- that sounds creepy. That sounds gross. That's like, uh, how do you? Why do you care about me and my underwear garments? Don't. They ball up. You completely defeat the purpose of a pair of cycling shorts by wearing underwear underneath. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No underwear. Yep. That's. Uh, I mean, and that's the rule for cycling. No underwear. Yeah. It's probably the number one rule. Yeah, I know it sounds creepy, but that's number it's one very rule important. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Do not wear underwear under your cycling shorts. Okay. Rule number two, you should not do. Okay. Um, everywhere you go, you should not ride at 30 miles an hour. Don't, Unless don't you go can. out and get on I your mean, bike. Don't go out, get on your bike, and hammer every second you're on the bike. Yeah. I mean, I think heart rate monitors are great for that. Well, I also think there's a time to learn, especially if you're starting out in the sport. Cycling's not about necessarily going out and hurting yourself and hurting others. There's so much more to it. There's so much more enjoyment in the sport of going out and talking with your friends. And my God, some of my best days on a bike has been a two-hour ride where we're just shooting the shit for oh, yeah. two hours. You yeah. know, you know, quoting Austin Powers back in the early '90s well, for two hours. My best rides this year have been with Jesse Thompson, actually Roger's wife. We go yeah. out. Probably two hours every Sunday, Saturday, and we we missed last weekend. Um, but yeah, that's the highlight of my week. Um, just just going out and we just sit there and talk, and yeah, it's a fairly easy ride, and you know we just goof off. Yeah, and see it's that's that's what I love, and honestly, that was my funnest ride of the whole year was your bachelor party, oh, where we were suffering horribly eating major amounts of crap, but it was a fun ride because you just got to BS with guys, you yeah. know, and we had a good time, and I think that's why that's I honestly think that's why i still do it yeah oh that's what's worth it yeah. yeah okay so that was number two number three do not you should not ever okay this is a duh for accomplished cyclists overlap wheels yeah i mean i mean not yeah, much this, you can is, say this is easy easy to say the one thing that's interesting though is tri bars do um do make that a far easier thing to do and you will know if it ever happens to you that you're going to die real quick strangely so. enough number four is about tri bars yeah i think uh but tri bars are you, you see people drafting with tri bars and invariably you have no brakes so yeah. you're going to overlap a wheel unless you're with a very good cyclist you gotta trust yeah yeah i mean you really would have to have someone very smooth that you you know is not going to be all over the road but even then, you don't know what's coming down the pipe. I, yeah, I, I, the, the overlapping the wheel is, is I would actually combine that with don't look at the wheel. Really? Um, I look at it. Yeah, but you know how you're not supposed to focus? You're supposed to kind of look through the wheel. Oh, okay. You know, you yeah, look yeah, at the yeah, wheel, yeah. but if you just focus on that one tire, you're yeah. almost guaranteed to overlap. And it's like staring at the white line while you're riding. If you stare at the white line, you're not going to stay on the white line. Yeah. it's Well, it's just like I, I tell my stepson when, when we were learning how to ride our bike, I'm like, don't look at where you don't want to go. Yeah. If you, I, I, and I can't tell you why that works that way, but if you look at where you don't want to go, you're going to go there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So that's that. And then my number four was being about that in that in that concept. You mentioned tri bars. I honestly don't think you should ride tri bars in group rides. I don't think especially a lot of- for a newbie. I'm oh, talking newbies new- here. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, for a newbie, for someone who hasn't ridden a lot, definitely no. Um, I don't ride them in group rides. Eh, some people don't have a choice, though. Um, I mean, if you're going to drop three, four grand on a bike and those those tri bikes come with bars. Um, no, you can have them. Just don't get into them in a group ride. I don't think. 
I agree with you, but people don't understand that. And triathletes especially who do ride in groups don't understand that there's certain things you have to watch out for. So I don't know. It, it, it just depends on, on what you're going to do. Cause the, the bad part about tri bars, the good part is they're really comfortable. Yeah. They're really aerodynamic. And so when you get into a, a rhythm, you're going to go right into those tri bars. It, it's a huge temptation when you're, when you're riding on a tri bike, huge. So okay. I would say, you know, you really got to give a little more room on a tri bike. On a tri bike, are there moments where you find yourself? I mean, in a triathlon, you having more experience than I do. I've never done a mass start triathlon where you're actually dealing with other riders. I've, I've never done that in a yeah, draft legal. They don't legal. do that. Yeah, they don't. Are there draft legal events? Yeah, larger. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just uh, I don't. know. Are they doing? Are they drafting in the tri bars? Are they? I mean, I, I, pro cycle, pro roadies in the tour can barely ride in their extensions, their tri bars. In a team time trial. A different group, though. I mean, you know, you're looking at racehorses who, I mean, don't do just that. Yeah. You know, they're doing how many team time trials a year? Like four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as opposed to every race is in the bars. Is I, I don't know. I mean, tri bars are a different gig altogether. I like them for especially triathlons and time trials. Yeah. They, they do. I mean, they're very comfortable, but... I don't know. Hard to say, but I agree with you. Don't overlap wheels. Don't look at the wheel. Don't look where you don't want to go. And I mean, you'll learn if you overlap a wheel to never do it again, but yeah. it's just a very steep learning curve. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very There's steep. the tri bars. Yep. Rogers came on and told me that Olympic triathlon is draft legal. Yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that. Okay. Number five, you should not do um, hard efforts on bike paths. Unless like you were the yeah, unless you were the only one out there, let's be honest. I mean, there are people walking. There are people with strollers. There are people. I, I honestly what's think what's the speed on a bike path? Though? Fifteen. I know. Fifteen miles an hour. So you're not gonna. Run. You will not exceed fifteen miles an hour. I bike will path. if there's nobody out there. So if there are if there is people here, you're not gonna exceed fifteen miles an hour. So like going from Valley Mall all the way into town, you're not going to exceed 50 I miles do exceed 50 miles an hour. I will yeah. admit it. But I don't think that it is a place to do your interval workout. I Absolutely don't think not. it is a place to do any of that kind of stuff. It should be a place to get to where you're going to do your interval workout. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. There we go. Yeah. Because there's people and dogs and kids and all yeah. that other nonsense. Yeah. Okay. They, they just don't understand that it's our bike path. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's bike path. Yeah. Bike path. We call it the bike yeah. path. Walk anywhere. Yeah, doors. yeah. <laughs> you get everywhere. We don't get anything. Uh, number six, you should not do uh, ride two abreast in a single lane of traffic, especially for newbies. Newbies, newbies, newbies. newbies yeah, newbies, probably newbies. true. Probably true. But I think you're going to run into that too. Like if you're on a rural road, I think you can. In in, yeah. I've always I've always that's you know. where those conversations come in. Yeah, and we get to this we get to this huge point though in issue dealing with the the bikes versus cars thing, and that's been a, a huge discussion. It was with John Snyder, sure, last week, and I just think that we're never going to win that discussion Mm-mm. with cars. Um, but I think that, and I've always been in when I'm in a group ride and you see a car slowing down behind you, that's the moment you actually say, "Okay, car back!" Everybody weave in, bam! Yep. It just becomes a fluid machine getting the hell out of the way. Because you know you, you don't want this guy driving past you and flipping you off, and then he's going to tear up and t- and kill somebody next person down the road. So. No, I agree. I agree with getting out of the way too. Yeah. I mean, you can generally, if you're having a conversation, you hear the car come up, and you, you know what's going on. I mean, yeah, yeah, get out of the way. But I don't. I, I mean, 
a cardinal sin certainly in city traffic if there's two of you but if yeah. you're if you're on a rural road or something like that i don't know that's part of riding yeah. Yeah. you know I mean, if you're to have 20 people into a dual pace line that wouldn't be that ridiculous no if you're out of the way if you're if you're, if you're out. trying you know but you're yeah. gonna take up some space yeah you know just the way and it goes. I guess we're we're fortunate that we do have that access to those rural areas. You know, you can get out of Spokane in you know fifteen minutes. You're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and that makes us sound like a tiny town, but we're not. I mean, we're pretty mm. good, pretty, pretty good, good size. Good size. Yeah, yeah, pretty good size. Okay, so that was number six. Number seven, and this one's pissing me off. And I I I I hope the the uh, if the fixie movement is around to stay, I hope the the asshole fixie movement has within its fifteenth minute of of existence. Um, red light, red light running. I, I, you know what? I on my drive home today, I saw probably half a dozen cyclists running red lights, and um, and I would I would beg all the newbies out there, people getting involved in the sport, don't be that jackhole. Don't be the one to run red lights. Even okay, I'll get. I always find a a loophole, don't I? I always yeah, you find do. A time when you I do. do. Um, I just, I don't think it should be done. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be done. Period. End of discussion. Um, I, I just think, I think it's, it's you know, every time you run a red light and a driver sees you, you're effing it up for the rest of us. Probably true. Probably okay. true. So yeah. there we go. Sure. Um, now we're going a couple little friendly ones. Um, do not uh, tuck your jersey into your shorts. Yep, definitely not. I've seen a lot of newbie cyclists do that. Oh yeah, definitely. Just leave don't it. Don't do it. Leave it out. Leave that's, it out. That's why the elastic. It's not soccer. You don't have to yeah. tuck. Oh yeah. Uh, wear a helmet. Duh. That that's yeah. Well, that's a do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you, oh yeah. We swap. Yeah. You wear. Yeah. We, oh yeah. We sorry. Certainly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Put it on. No. I. I think you should not. I think my point was is um. I just put helmet. Uh. How many times have you seen a cyclist wearing their helmet backwards with the stripes going down their eyes? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> you just you want to get in trouble. Um. Go ahead and buy one with the with, and I'm gonna date myself yet again. Yeah, rock lock, rock lock. Yeah, exactly. When that sucker's poking down your eyebrows, you know you've got that bad boy on backwards. Yeah. Um, lastly, um, uh, and I, I've seen a lot of new cyclists do that. Take the reflectors off your bikes when you bring them home. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they have to sell them with reflectors. Yeah. You don't have to. Keep it's a law. Them. It's yeah. a law. Okay. And plus, they don't do any good. They you'll still get pulled over if you have reflectors on. You need a light. Yep. Um, legally, you need a light. I believe one flashing, one on the front. So, um, really, okay. Yeah, that's how okay. That goes. Uh, oh, I hear. I have a quote on the on the chat saying about Fixie without a helmet weaving in and out of a troika on the bike path while they were running and caught the edge and crashed. Trashed his wheel and got road rash. I I I would love to have seen that. That's awesome. He ha- I, this uh, has pictures too. I'd love to say, please send those pictures to the website. No if that's way. possible, we could post those. That would be beautiful. Beautiful. Just going in and out, just yeah. saying, "Hey, weaving out of cyclists Was he without a helmet." People, or? I, I have the the quote on our chat room for, on the Pack Filler podcast says there was a fixie without a helmet weaving in and out of Troika triathletes on the bike path while they were running and caught the edge and crashed. Trash this wheel and got road rash. Thank you. Thank you, RT. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, the pictures will take. Oh, fixie justice. Uh, fixie justice. So I'm so happy so to good. hear that. Okay, our should things, things you should do. And, um, I'm, I'm, you know, some of these I'm going to skip because some of them are really dumb. But I do see, and I would like to know about the triathlete version of this because I've seen newbie cyclists go out without socks. 
I don't know. I think socks are overrated. I think the only cyclists who should ever be without socks are trackies. I don't know. I mean, what's the point of socks? I, 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 I'm calling a fashion police on this one. I understand. I'm that, calling it on. What's the point of socks? They're to, they're to keep your feet from funking up your shoes. They're to reduce friction. shoes are so And they look clean. better. It looks better. It looks stupid. Okay. I don't know. I, I all right, fine. I disagree. All right. It's like socks. Socks are overrated. I'm just like that's. It's like we're we're gonna go no underwear, but yeah, you gotta wear socks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I I'm not sure I follow your logic. Okay. Tan lines. Very important. <laughs> they should be cultivated. <laughs> Thanks, Rod. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Tan lines should be taken very seriously. All right. Um. Another thing, newbie cyclists should do. For God's sakes, I'm sorry with our Velominati friends. Uh, you know what? And they tell me this, and they're they're big about this of not having a uh, a patch kit on your bike and things like that. That you're supposed to put it in your jersey, your 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 patch in your tube in your jersey, that's, and that's all, fine. I do all that. That's fine. But you know what? I'm at the point where if we're giving advice to newbie cyclists out there, no matter what, always have a spare and a pump everywhere you go. Oh, hands down. And learn how to change a freaking tube. Period. Yeah. Period. I mean, those are the on the back. Yeah. You know, I mean, not just yeah. the front tire. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 The back too. My you wife. Be able to put the put the front and the back. I have numerous new cyclists go. Wow, you can just take the back tire off so easily. Yeah. You know why? Because it's easy. <laughs> it um, <is. laughs> Shift down to the smallest gear in the back. There's Super a lever. Radon Chung did it so fast in uh, American Flyers. That's a callback. Line, I will but, actually, yeah. I will actually say that too. That is one of the best rear wheel changes I've seen. Yeah. Period. I mean, with mechanics and everything. Oh yeah, we're talking Tommy Chung from Teach and Chung. That's his daughter, and she can change a tire in uh, change a wheel in ten seconds. And she rocked it. She did. I mean, she literally I, I, rocked it. And I don't think they had the magic of CGI back then or or whatever it was. That was, I mean, right up there. If you were to go to any race, that would be... Oh, world class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd yep, go yep. to the tour. Yeah. But yeah, I would say, and the one thing I do, and this is something, I don't know if it's stupid or not, but I always got tired of losing my stuff because I use CO2 cartridges. And so I use CO2 I hate cartridges. those things. I like them. They, okay. they work really good. And they're, they, I don't have to put a pump on my bike. Yeah. And so um, I use, like, I bring two CO2 cartridges, a small thing, and I, I just, um, use electrical tape on the whole thing, put it in the back along with tire irons. Everything's taped together in one ball. Yeah. Put it in my jersey. That's your jersey? You following the rules of Illuminati. That's good. Yeah, but I mean. I don't have a pouch on my bag either. I have it all in my back jersey. I'm, I'm following the rules. But I'm, I think we should cut some slack for some newbies. Well, if you're, if you're out there and you're a new rider, I think that's definitely something you could look at doing is putting a bag on your bike because being stranded is being stranded is being stranded. Yeah. So. I, I do, however, want to talk to the triathletes about those bento boxes. They work. I think they suck. I think they're the dumbest things I've ever seen in my if life. If you're doing an Ironman and you put an Oreo in your bento box, that's like gold, dude. That's like, that's like carrying a, that's <laughs> an ounce of gold. Always after me put a gold. Ah, <laughs> oh, the bento box is the front of me, Mike. I wouldn't be touching me Oreo. Don't be touching it, you fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, okay. I, I don't like the bento boxes. So I guess I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite. I'm letting the newbies put the spare tire on the back of their bike, even though it should be in your jersey. But um, I'm not for the bento boxes. I, I even own a bento box. You do? Yeah, I do. Oh, God. Sorry. Did you win it at a race or something? No, I, I've used it. And Ironman's pretty handy. 
Pretty okay. Iron Man, you're going a long freaking way. If you're doing long distances, okay. it's pretty awesome. I don't awesome. know. I can't, I, I can't keep giving India on these things. Sorry. I just can't do it. They work. Okay. Um, it, it's just a fact of life. It's You don't have to like it. It just is. Okay. Okay. Now, next one on you should do, and this is kind of a duh. It's a use your voice. It's a it's a click your brake levers. It's one of those things that I've been on a Centennial Trail or a bike trail. That Centennial Trail is what we call it here. Um where you're riding along and you're passing people, runners and strollers do not hear you until you are right by them. Yep. Many times their kids are going to swerve. Many times you're going to scare the shit out of them because they don't hear you until all of a sudden, right by them. And they're like, oh my God. And then they hate you. They flip you off or something like that. An easy little on your left, an easy click of the brake lever, just and you're letting somebody know you're coming. I'd go either way on that one because I was actually in a race. You'd at, rather uh, not tell them? Well, it, it just depends because I remember I, I was in a race once and I do that on the Centennial Trail. Like, hey, come by you. You know, way yeah. back. You got to do it way back. You can't do it right when you come up on someone. Going, no, you just left. Hey, I just click my brake lever. Bang, but bang, bang. kids, you know, if you say going to your left, there's no way to tell which way they're going to go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I mean, if I see kids, I slow way the yeah, hell you gotta down. Slow down. I'm like eight miles an hour. You just got to go slow kids. down and go. Okay, but you know, if you're if, if if you've got people or horses, I think are the worst. Yeah. Oh um, man, God, make a lot of noise when you go not by horses. Much you can do with horses other than they're just big, dumb, stupid animals. Um, but and and their owners generally aren't much smarter. Um, no, I'm gonna agree. I don't. I don't much like horses. I don't either. Um, but I would say that in this race at Whitworth, you'd be blasting by people because it's all college kids gra- grabbing a bike out of the basement. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, once you got on the bike, I mean, you could just—it was a one-mile loop, and there were four waves. And so, once you got on there, I mean, you were just picking people up. Oh God! You probably caught a hundred people in your in your thirteen-mile loop, and. Just left, I, left, start, left, you're going left, 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 and what happened almost half the time was people go left. Oh Jesus! So you just gotta let them ride. Sometimes you gotta let people ride. That's, but that's in a race effort. I mean, I'm I'm talking about moms and pops on the Centennial Trail. I think you should slow down on those things, and anyway, you're on those yeah. things anyway. You need to go slow and yeah. go, hey, coming by you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's courteous. Um, a lot of times, if I'm on a rural road, I wave. Yeah. Um, I just wave to people just to see if they'll wave back just because I'll probably be on the road again. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I actually have to admit that one of the greatest things I've ever done is when we're on uh, my wife and I, or my now my son and I are on our tandem. We, I, and that's the next rule, but we put a bell for the stoker. Person on the back has a bell. They just ding, ding. And I'm oh, like, cool. Hit it, buddy. Ding, ding. So people can hear that. And all of a sudden they turn around and they, they think something's going. So. That's a good way. Um, number six being there, you know, the sh- things you should actually should do is, and, and this is a double negative, it's kind of like the helmets, you should not bother with a bell, with a third eye, or any unneeded ex- accessory. You got to learn as a cyclist to call out, click your brake levers, or to actually look behind you for crying out loud. Don't do the rear view mirrors. Don't do a third eye. Practice looking behind you. Well, I think the third eye would probably create quite a blind spot. Yeah, and it, it would cause me to think you're a dork. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a fan of them, but, uh, I mean, you know, if you had two of them going on, it might be cool. Um, no. 
I'm I can a, see everywhere. You know, oh. I mean, maybe he just wore it to work. Or, yeah. um, but uh, I, I put him on my shoes on, on my, prom night. Oh, oh. <laughs> As a kid, I did. As we, a kid, I did. I don't do it now. We've just gone in. No, um, I don't mean that. I mean, as a kid, I did. Oh, oh yeah, that's a lot better. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would say... It's an old joke. I don't really do it. I would say the... Uh, the yeah, yeah. I mean, the bells... Yeah, you want oh to put a bell on your bike. I guess yeah. I'm not that against it, but uh, neon rain jackets. I don't know if they keep you dry. If you want to wear neon, if you want to wear a neon rain jacket, go for it. I have a problem. I know, but but All you, right. have a, you have a problem with a lot of things. I so do. Next good. thing you should do is oil your freaking chain, boys and girls. I'd say clean your chain. Yes, chain. learn how to clean your chain. Learn how to oil it. Learn how to take care of it because I don't want to be riding. Uh, yeah, I'm sounding like an elitist ass, but I don't want to be riding alongside you hearing all that squeaking and that grinding. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that. You know, take care of your stuff. And and um, I did have on the chat room that uh, triathletes are generally wealthy, so they can barely oil their chain. So triathletes learn to take care for your own bikes. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Are triathletes the kind of people who take their bikes to the shop rather than work on their own bikes? Yeah, I would say that's the general rule. Oh. But you also got to look at triathletes are a little older, too. I mean, generally, you have to have enough money to get into the sport of triathlon. I mean... If you're going to do an Ironman, I believe the entry fee. So you can't clean your own chain? The entry fee for Ironman is $600. That has nothing to do with whether or not you can grab a rag and clean your chain. I, I don't disagree, but what I'm, I'm saying is is not a lot of high school kids have $600 for an entry fee. And so you, you end yeah. up with these people who buy the bike from the bike store and take it back to the bike store and rely upon the bike store. Okay. That's, that's you know, good for bike stores, I guess kind of is i mean you know it, when you when you have people that are less interested in costs i mean i would say the worst people for bike stores are talented racers yeah um <laughs> they want everything for free and yeah. they have no money oh my know. god they roger might... roger's on the chat room and he just said iron man new york city was a thousand dollars entry fee yeah come on yeah i expect the u.s pro cycling challenge to be a thousand dollar entry fee for the team i mean you know yeah I mean, holy crap! Well, That's bullshit. And it sold out. Oh so, my god! What are you gonna do? Okay. <sighs> Continuing things you should do for newbies. We only have a couple more. Okay, what do we, we only got? have a couple more? What do we got? Uh, number eight. You should thank traffic. You sh as you said, wave. Th say thank you. If somebody yep. waves you through. You wave. You say thank you. You make eye contact with them and you say thank you. Always. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Number nine. This is a stickler with me, and it is a complete de The next two are completely anal retentive details on my okay. part. Learn how to properly close your skewers, your your levers on your wheels. The front uh, one goes back. The f rear one goes forward between the chain stay and the seat stay. I actually think that's a safety issue, so I don't think that's as anal retentive as you think. I mean, if you're the other thing is is the tension, yep. the tension on the skewers is more oh, yeah important. If it's I'm just talking about where they're pointing. Now there are people who would probably talk about the aerodynamics of the rear skewer, but you know what? Fold the skewer in. Somebody's gonna bump it. It's gonna get hit on a ride or something like that. I don't know. I mean, where the where the skewer points to me is is important, and I don't disagree with you, but the tension on the skewers you should know oh god yeah how tight they should be is it too tight is it you know 
on a carbon fiber fiber frame, I think you can damage the stays. Well, um, yeah, a lot of them are probably not carbon fiber stays, but I, but anyway, I agree with you. you and know. and don't rely on those little nubs on your fork to keep the front that's, wheel in. That's uh, <laughs> that's death on a stick. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think there was a, a troika many years ago where somebody bunny hopped a set of train tracks, front wheel went off. In mid bunny hop, you could just hear the shing. Oh no! Just greased it out on the track. So you know, there's uh, yeah. Learn how to tighten your skewers. Uh, basically, here's the rule of thumb: both levers should point, in essence, towards the bottom bracket. Yeah. I'm just going off with that. Or your water bottle. Point them both towards your water bottle. Yeah, or, or somewhere there. I'm not I talking mean, one of those water bottles on the dry bikes where you're drinking out of your well, stick. Well, no, I'm going, yeah, it should go. I always kind of like the, the front skewer to go up against the fork. Like yeah, I do too. Yeah. But if worst case scenario, point it at a 45 degree angle going towards you. Towards you, yeah. yeah. And then the back skewer, I kind of like. 45. Kind of like a 45 towards my butt. Yeah. And, and kind of maybe right along the rear yeah. stay. Yeah, exactly. You know? Don't What I'm saying is don't point it backwards so it's pointing behind you. Yeah. I don't it's think it's so bumped. bad. Yeah, I, I've never liked doing it, but I don't think it's so bad if you go forward, you know, along the, the lower triangle, you know, the lower part of the triangle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. This, the chain stays. Yeah, I don't think that's so bad. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. No, I'm I mean, with you on that. But yeah, just as long as it, it should be flush. It should be yeah. fairly flush. Yeah, it I, shouldn't be sticking out. It should be back. touching a tube. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. We'll have a clinic on that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and lastly, and this is one that's driven that is me. That anal retentive, though. Oh, this one drives me even more crazy. Okay. Okay. And I just have known them, and this is an 80s term because I've seen them since the 80s, are uh, remove all dink marks. Do you know what a dink mark is? Yeah, the, the chain chain mark on chain mark on the calf. I yep. actually had one the other day. Especially super dink marks. You know what a super dink mark is? The big black one where it's the whole chain. No, it's when the actual mark is on the outside of your calf. That's possible. If you get chain mark on the outside of your calf, you have had to made an effort to get that bad boy on your calf. You you were obviously leaning the bike and looking. Or you're walking around at the coffee shop and you bump into your filthy chain, which you should have cleaned in the first place. Mine is not super clean anyway. I should shut my pie hole. But, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Um, <laughs> I got I got to read the the chat room. It says a super dick mark is called an Iron Man tattoo. <laughs> oh, that's brutal, Mark. <laughs> Oh, Roger, uh, we got to have you in studio someday. Um, oh, soon, <laughs> soon. <laughs> That's awesome because I hate those. When it's on the outside, it's like, oh, Christ. You know what? And, and that's what I kind of left leg. Yeah. <laughs> you just, how did you do that? Jesus. Maybe a cross rider, you know, he's dismounting or something that's like remarkable. that. That's remarkable on your God, left leg. Wow, well done. Jesus, you're a gymnast. Um, it's just. I just, oh man, I hate those things. And I've, I've just grown over the years. If I get one on my inside of my calf, I wipe it off immediately. I, I mean, spray a little mid, water on it and rub it. Oh God, it is gone before I even know, before the grease even knows it has left my chain, I get it off of there. Yeah. <sighs> Watch me. Now I'm going to be riding for the next six hours with a dink mark on my leg or something like that. I yeah. Oh but, God. Uh, yeah, I would say get those off. Okay, so there are our 
Get those off. Those are wrong. You know what? And those, are, uh, you know what? And that was, I, I made a point not to do the commandments anymore. I made a point not to do the don't be this guy anymore. I got to find a new bit, but um, I just had your shoulds and should nots. That was my thing. I really wanted to do that because um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of getting into this junior coaching thing, but I'm not going to be a coach. I just want to get kids riding. So get them on the we'll bike. see what happens. Get them on the bike. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll see what happens. All so right. um, if you're if you're involved with that in any way, shape, or form, if you if you want to check out, um, I know that Washington High School Cycling Link does have a Facebook page, so you can check them out and see what's going on with that. If if you're interested in something like that. Um, I know there are a lot of divisions in a lot of other states. Um, Australia, we had our, our great listeners in Australia send me a lot of news about some some of the cycling clubs down there, and I think that's great. And we're, I think that's going to be an ongoing thing with our show in terms of getting kids out on the bikes. When is the tour down under? Middle, oh my March. gosh. I think it's like, no, it's like January, February. Oh, January. Yeah, really? it's, it's, it's very early, so, huh. yeah. So All right. We're going to, yeah. If somebody, if somebody wants to room us. We can go down there. Yeah, somebody provide lodging. For the most part. I may Airfare. not be able to. Oh, yeah, I can't afford it. Well, yeah, I, I might be busy. Event announcer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you might be busy. Yeah. You good thing. Yeah, let me know when we got to announce that one. So, Couple things going on. Yeah, exactly. You got a, you got a full dinner plate. Mm-hmm. Full dance card. Yep. Yeah. So. My pro contract finally came. It did. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been going on for far too long. We're about to end yet another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. Be sure and tune in. Be sure and go to iTunes and give us a little plug. Uh, even if it's average. Yeah. If it's bad, what the hell are you listening to us at this well, point of the bad, podcast? Come anyway. back next week. Well, what are you doing listening to us this far into the show? No I kidding. mean, I listened for an hour just to say it sucked. Yeah. Way, way to go. Yeah, congratulations. Waste of your life. See you next week for an hour. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly. Um, but uh, give, us a, give us a rating on iTunes. We'd love to have a couple plugs there and, and surpass some of the people that I truly think suck. But uh, we might suck. We might be there. You never know. You don't know you suck until somebody tells you. Your good shows and your bad shows. Exactly. And hopefully we'll get out live and we'll be able to see some of our friends more often, which I think would be a lot of fun. That was a hoot. Yeah, absolutely. For the time being in the Pack Filler Studios, I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. We will see you next time. Thanks, boys and girls. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 